Well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome a really good friend to you, uh, a young man called Sam Amara. Uh, Sam uh, leads the church in Lagos and uh, uh, oversees the work in West Africa. As has been heard, you're going to hear more about that. Sam, I didn't know how to best honor you as a, as a, as a man from Nigeria and so this is the way I thought I'd do this, my friend. I thought I'd come dressed appropriately. <laughs> so we are... Do I do this? Uh, yesterday, did you support I, Nigerian? I, 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 wore, I wore Nigerian shirt and England shorts, if that counts. <laughs> Let's welcome Sam as he brings God's yeah. word to us. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sam Amara. I live in Lagos, and then I have a family of uh, five, one wife, three children. <laughs> three children, yeah. And then my son is uh, seven, 17, no, 18 now. And then my daughter is uh, 16 now. And the last one that is giving us a lot of headache is nine. Miracle, <laughs> yes. And then we are involved in church and church planting. We have over uh, eight churches relating on the Catholics in Nigeria, and then also West Africa. We also work along West Africa. That miracle there, that's Casey, and then the young lady there is goodness. And so that's my family. So, and then we also involved with uh, school. We have a. Uh, primary school and going to junior secondary. Uh, some of our children will be taking what they call junior work this June. And so, and, and we're also involved in other work, supporting schools in the villages and other things. God bless you. It's, it's really good pleasure to be here. I want to first of all say a big thank you to the church for sending Martin and Don over to Nigeria on uh, November. It was very, very great having them. It was a wonderful conference. We had a beautiful conference, and then they were really, really great blessing to us. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing them. Thank you for sending them. We're looking for more of you coming over. Uh, Lagos is a quiet experience. Very quiet experience. Experience very busy, very, very, very busy, and then everybody's on a fast pace sometimes, but they hold up. The traffic has to hold you one place. You know, for, to reduce your tension. Hallelujah. <laughs> this morning, I just want us to go to the book of, uh, we're reading from the book of John. Can we turn to John chapter 15? If we have it, that would be good. John 15. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with an ointment and wiped his feet with, his ha- with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is sick. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This ill illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God. So the Son of God may be glorified through it. I want you to underline that. And Jesus, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. 
And so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was, and he loved him. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and you are, and you are going there again. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in a day, he does, he does not stumble because he sees the light of, the day, of this world. But if he, anyone, walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Hallelujah. I will just tell you, we'll just get the story. And I think it's the popular story we know, the story of Lazarus. And then Lazarus, the uh, brother of uh, Mary, and then Mary and Martha. And the story was Lazarus was sick. He was ill. And when he was ill, and Mary and Martha, being part of the disciples of Jesus, in a sense, loved Jesus, followed Jesus, worshipped Jesus, they sent to Jesus and said, Jesus, Lazarus, the one whom you love, is a beloved, a special one, is ill. And then they were asking him, come. Come and heal him. And Jesus stayed two days. Two days. It was unlike Jesus. It look, doesn't look like Jesus. Jesus that would respond to Jairus, saying, Jairus' daughter is sick. You want to go there? And Lepa is coming down, and Lepa is coming down from the mountain and saying, if you will, you can heal me. But at this moment, Jesus stayed two days. He stayed something. He said, this sickness, this illness will not lead to death, but it will bring glory to God. It will bring glory to God. And then he stayed two days further, and what happened? Lazarus died. And when Lazarus died, he knew that Lazarus died. He said to his disciples, look, Lazarus has fallen asleep. And then one of them said, if he's fallen asleep, that means he's getting better. He said to him, to them, Lazarus is dead. And, but I thank God I was not there because of you. I will go and work him. This morning, I want to just share with you briefly, I just want to encourage maybe some of us that are on the tension of waiting. That delay is not denial. That delay is not denial. That sometime, for instance, I was scheduled to be in a conference, a festival. Just delay of 20, 20, 21 minutes cost me the whole festival. Delay can be dangerous. Delay can be destructive. Delay can deny you a contract, deny you anything. Delay can be very, very seriously damaging. But sometime in God's program, sometimes when we look at when, <coughs> when uh, it's seeing that things are delaying from God's side, God's perspective, you have prayed, you have cried, you have asked God for this and that, and it seems that it's not coming forth. It might be God. It be, delay becomes God's instrument. 
It sometimes becomes instrument of, of just testing our conviction. Sometimes instrument of testing and growing our faith. Sometimes instrument of working in our character. Sometimes instrument of bringing greater glory because it has purpose and plan for everything. Delay can be seriously dangerous in all sides. But sometimes from the perspective of God, it might be a blessing. It might be a blessing. And so this morning, I just want to challenge and encourage our heart. And said, you know, when things delayed, when it seems that things are, you are praying and you're asking God for, maybe a child in Africa, sometimes maybe a baby, you're asking God for marriage, asking God for a new job, you're asking God for one thing or the other, and you prayed and prayed, and it seems nothing, asking, it's just like Jesus is staying extra two days. Extra three weeks, extra three years before it comes. You know, something begins to happen in our heart. Sometimes it begins to look like devil begins to suggest in our dialogue box in our heart and said, Are you sure? Are you sure that you are a child of God? Are you sure that you are a child of God? Are you sure? It's a denial. Devil want to say to you, Look, if you are a child of God, why would God keep quiet? Why did God answer Susanna, answer Femi, and he's not answering you? You might begin to feel your position in Christ. That hmm, you're not a strong Christian. Other times, it might be just the love of God. Begin to say, God don't really love you. If God loves you, why should he not answer you now? Delay is not denial of his love. Delay is not denial of your position in Christ Jesus. The Bible clearly said that where we read. It said, Lazarus, whom you love. I am so happy that Mary and Martha knows and realizes that Jesus loved him, loved Lazarus, loved their family. And the Bible said, clearly said that, look, Mary the one that anointed Jesus. So she is a devoted worshiper. The one that anointed Jesus and washed and wiped the feet with hair. You know, sometimes when there is delay in our life, delay in our situation, delay in things, we begin to think about God's commitment towards our life. Is God see faithful? Is his word see true and real? Is he still there for me? That things are delaying and not coming up the way you have prayed and expected it does not mean that God is no more committed. He's still committed to his promises. He's committed to your life. And so the devil will suggest it's a denier of God's commitment. It's a denier of God's power in your life. That he is not there again for you. He's no more committed. Listen, the Bible said, never will I leave you or forsake you. Never will I leave you or forsake you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Nothing will change it. He is there always. But listen to me. I want to just say to you sometime that delay, what we consider delay, is just God demonstrating and telling us 
that his own time is different from our own time. He does things in his own time. He has his own program for every one of us, for every family, for every individual. He has his program for every person. He knows us by name. He knows everything about us. But the truth is, yeah, I live in a city where nobody works for anybody. Nobody works for... When I get to Lagos, I came to Lagos newly. And so you stay one place and then there's this big boss, a uh, yellow boss called Molua. And he's coming... And the people, you are expecting people to behave themselves and then enter gently. But there's crowd in every bus stop. You know what happened? As a car, the, the bus is coming, just slow down, people will be running after it and jumping in. And one time I have a Ceylonian visited me. And then we came to the bus stop. And then the thing came down and then we <laughs> were running. And he just stood there staring at us. He said, come on, come. It will never stop for you. It will never stop for you. Come on, come. And then he just stayed there. And later we came down. And said, you know, when he comes again, you see, as everybody is struggling to enter, you just struggle. We are going to push you in first before we <laughs> enter. And so I live in a city that is fast-paced. And we live in the age of super internet. Everything is at a click of button. Everything we want it now and here and then. But the truth is God doesn't work that way. He planned. He has a purpose for everything. The Bible said he made all things beautiful in his time. He made all things beautiful in his time. And so, sometimes when things are delaying, when it is coming, it seems that it's becoming tough. We are praying and the answer is not coming. Listen to me. God is saying to you, it is not yet the time. It is not yet. Your time is different from my own time. It's not denying, not saying, he's not going to do it again. He will never answer again. It's just that there is a difference in time. God works he is God who made the heavens and earth, created. He, is, he doesn't, he's not under the control of the sun. He controls the sun. He has his own plan set out for you and for your family at any time. And so what I'm trying to say is sometime also you find that even when there is delay, he said, I am still in control. He just wants you to realize that even in the time of delay that he is fully in charge. He is fully in control of what is happening and what is going on in your life. He is fully in charge. So delay is a demonstration of his own timing, not your own timing. And things comes better and beautiful. I just want to take example. Think about John the Baptist and Elizabeth. When he was born, and when Elizabeth was married, as you mean, John was born. Immediately they got married. He wouldn't have fitted in into the purpose of being the forerunner of Jesus. But that was a delay. Because there's going to be a fullness of time. When things are going to come together. Because there is a purpose to which John is going to be born on earth. And that purpose is to become the announcer and the forerunner of Jesus. And God allowed Elizabeth allowed and Elizabeth to pray and wait all that long. 
And at the right right time, God came in. And a prayer was answered to fit into his own purpose. So what I'm trying to say is that delay is a demonstration of God's timing. Sometime. is a demonstration of time for God. Jesus stayed two days. He stayed for that two days and waited. And at a point he said, it is time to go. He is dead. I'm going to wake him up. I'm still in charge. I want to say to somebody else, Jesus is still in charge. He's still in charge of the situation. Sometimes we think things that are getting out of hand. You know, think about the story of Saul. At a point, he thinks that things are getting out of hand. And then he did foolish things. Jesus is still in charge of the situation. Well, listen to me. Sometime in time of delay, it reveals, it displays, it reveals what is inside of us. And God wants to walk and transform and change us and prepare us for a time. It reveals what is inside of us. When Jesus finally came, Martha met Jesus and said to him, I wish you were here. A day before yesterday. I wish you were here before our, fa- our son died, our brother died. You know what Martha was saying? You were late. You came very, very late. Jesus, if it is in Africa, they will never come to your church again. We are sick. Our brother was in the hospital. We are in your service. We are in. We are workers in the church. And we told you our brother was damn sick in the hospital. Intensive care. You didn't care. You didn't come. He said, if you had been here, if you had been here, our brother would have not died. Sometime we think God is late. And I want to say to you, God is never late. It's point in time. It's always at point in time. You are late. That was what his complaint. Sometimes we feel that way. We complain when things delay. We complain. We say, where is God? Where is he? Where is that? What, uh, what is happening? We complain against the pastor, the leadership. We complain against everybody around us. Delay can just be such, such frustrating situations in our life. You know, think about Abraham and Sarai, for a long time, they were waiting for a child. They were waiting for the promised son, Isaac, Genesis 16. You know, in Genesis 16, what happened? At a point, Sarah said, look, we need alternative. Maybe God thought. Maybe God wanted us to have a child through our, our what? Haggai. And you know what happened? The Bible said he gave Haggai out of impatience. Dilemma reveal what is inside of us. Stretch us to the limits that we might not want to. But this morning I am here to encourage you that Jesus is never late. Jesus is a game changer. When he comes, everything changes. He has not forgotten you. He has not abandoned you. He has not forgotten the prayers, the promises, the, the vision. The Bible said in the book of Habakkuk, it said, though it tarries, wait for it. He has not forgotten about it. 
delay can reveal God himself in a new dimension. You know, when Jesus came and Mary said that to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you were here, my brother would have lived. My brother would have not died. Jesus said to Mary, your brother will live again. Your brother will live again. Mary said, I know. I am sure. I know he will live in the resurrection. Someday. There is an aspect of God. There is a dimension of Jesus that Mary has not experienced and known. He has seen Jesus as a healer, a miracle worker, a great teacher. But there is something about Jesus that is still hidden. Which this delay is going to reveal. The truth that this delay is going to reveal about Jesus taking into the other dimension of understanding and revelation of Jesus. And Jesus said to Mary, I am the resurrection and I am the life. I am the resurrection and I am the life. He said, anyone that believes in me, though he's dead, he will come alive. He will come back to life. You know, Mary will think resurrection is an event that will happen sometime in the end. And that's wonderful. But there is a, going to be a change in theology. Resurrection is a person. Resurrection is in a person. The Bible said this time we come in John chapter 5 verse 23. Jesus said, time we come when everyone that hears my voice will come back to life. Jesus said, I am resurrection. I am. I give life to the dead things. I give life to hopeless things, situation. I give life to things that are rotten and forgotten and abandoned. I give life back to it. I am the resurrection. And he said, I am life. He said, if anyone believes in me, he will not die again. I'm so happy about that. I'm so excited about that. That is what we are singing this morning. We believe in him. He's broken the power of sin, the chain of death, the chain of death. And, and we are back to life. We have come from life to life. We will never die. I'm so happy and excited about that. Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is life. Where Jesus is, there is no death. Where Jesus is, there is no hopelessness. There is Jesus is, there is no depression. There is no situation that is beyond his control. He is in charge and he is in control. And the Bible said, Jesus said to Mary, let's go. Uh, where do you lay him? First they asked him, if you, do you believe? Mary said, I believe you are the son of God. Jesus is a game changer. When he comes into any situation... It changes. When it comes into any life, the difference is clear. When it comes into any place, life comes in. You know what? Mary took him to the tomb of Lazarus. When he got there, the Bible said, and Jesus wept. He is concerned, he is compassionate. He feels your pain. He feels the tensions you are going through. He feels your confusion. Even when Mary is saying to him, you are late. 
I am disappointed that you have not yet answered. You didn't respond to me. In that, he knew that it's just Mary, that it's just man. In, in our disappointment, he has an appointment for us. He feels our pain. He feels our disappointment. He feels the whole thing. He feels all your pains, the counting of ceiling in the night. He feels that. And I said, see how he loved him. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And everything about you. Everything about you. Everything about your life. He's concerned. He cares. He cares. He cares. He cares. You know, what the devil will say to us when we are in, in a delay, when we are in the traffic of life, when we, it seems that nothing is moving, when it seems that everybody is gone ahead of us and we're still one place, you know, when it seems that God is not responding quickly, when it seems that the contract is not coming quickly, when it seems that the new job is not coming quickly, you know, the devil whispers to you, he doesn't care, but he, he cares. He cares. And Jesus said, where do you lay him? They took him to the tomb. And Jesus said, remove that stone. Remove that stone. And Mary said to Jesus, by this time, he's thinking. He was buried four days ago. I don't think, I don't understand whether it sticks in her mind that Jesus said, I am the resurrection of my life, myself. I can give life to the dust. I can give life to stinking, uh, stinking situations. I can bring life out of nothing. I can call those things that are not to come to be. The dead will hear my voice and will come back to life again. He said to Mary, remove this. Remove this stone. And Mary said, didn't I tell you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God? You know what? I want to say to you, what seems to be delay is actually putting together, add addition together, putting together God's plan, God's purpose is to bring greater glory in your life. In the life, in your, God wants to give you a greater testimony. That would be a testimony that everyone, even the devil, will know God has done this. Remove the stone. Friends, if we must overcome delay, we must do about three or four things. Number one, we must relax in God's love. We must relax. Sometimes we are just things about things. We want it now and then. If it didn't happen now, everything is God. Everybody's thing has gone. Ta, 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 ta. No, no, no. We have to relax in his love. He loves us. He cares for us. He thinks better. He has a better plan for you than yourself. He has your tomorrow. He knew. Relax. He loves you. Don't allow the devil to tell you that he, he's, uh, he, you, are, you are hated by God. He loves you. He cares. We have to relax in his love. We have to relax in his love. It's unconditional. It's unending. It never changed. Even while you are yet sinner, he died. He spread his love. 
Number two, we must remove the stone of unbelief. The limit to which God can do it. You know, there are certain things we pray for and pray for and ask God and ask God, and it seems it's not happening. We do what? We package it and put it in a cooler somewhere. We shave it somewhere else. And then if, even when the preachers are talking and praying, you, you don't bring it as a prayer point. Because for you, that one is my life. It's my life. It's my tongue on the flesh. God just give me grace to carry it. Grace, more grace to carry it. We just don't believe that something can happen. We have to remove the stone of unbelief. We have to remove the stone of unbelief. There is nothing too hard for God to do. With God, all things are possible. We must open our heart of expectation. Even as a church, sometimes we pray for growth. We pray for breakthrough in a, in a healing and deliverance and salvation and the world. And it's not coming. At that point, we may settle down for less. But listen to me. We have to remove. With God, all things are possible. Remove that stone. Remove the stone of doubt. Open your heart and your mind. It might be today that God wants to visit you. Number three, we need to persist in prayer. We need to persist. We need to persevere. Luke chapter, Luke chapter 18 tells us a story about a widow. And it says, men ought always to pray and not faint. And not give up. He told us about a widow who keep on going to this unjust judge. He keep, she keep on going to the unjust judge. Morning, afternoon, evening, and every time. It's just going there. And at a point, the God said, I do not fear God. I do not fear man. But <laughs> I will answer you so that you're not wearing me. You will not wear me out. I want to say, don't allow delay to wear you out. Wear the heaven out. The Bible said those who, who mention Jerusalem should not keep quiet until Jerusalem is made a praise. We need to persist and persevere in our prayer. If it's not done today, it can be done tomorrow. If it's not done tomorrow, it can be done next tomorrow. If it's not possible now, it can be possible anytime, anywhere. Because we have a God that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or pray. And therefore, I keep praying. Anna persisted. Anna hanged on the altar and said, God, if you give me a man child, I will give it back to you. We have to persevere. We have to persist. We don't give up praying. We don't give up praying. Because God is a prayer answering God. Prayer works. And I would like to pray for some people to this morning. We're going to pray together. It's God works. God answers prayer. And it may take long. But hey, when it turns in. You know, Jesus said, remove the stone. And when they managed to remove the stone, Jesus cried, Lazarus, come out! And what happened? Lazarus, bound, round, walked out with a graveyard cloth. I know Mary would have maybe first of all run away. I said, what is this? I have seen him healed the blind. 
I have seen him raise the dead. I've he, uh, raised the dead, maybe who died just a day, raised the bed. A person buried, a person buried, rotten. I can't understand the science. This is beyond science. He is the life giver. Lazarus came back life. Rotten, buried, forgotten. Remember that story, that uh, vision of, uh, of Ezekiel. He was taken toward a dry valley of dry bone. And, and, and the Lord asked him, can this bone live again? Can this situation change? Can I ever have a child and have a wife? Can I ever have this child that I've been given uh, uh, trouble? I prayed over years and years and he had never come back to the Lord. Will this child ever change? Ezekiel said, Thou knowest, you are sovereign. It's a prophesy. It's a prophesy. Friends, we have to go to God in faith for whatever we have. Jesus called back Lazarus, and that was a greater glory. You know, he said from the beginning, This will not lead to death, and it led to death. Lazarus died. Contradiction. But in the midst of contradiction, Jesus is still in control. When he came and appeared, everything changes. He called Lazarus back to life. And Lazarus was alive. Say, lose him and let him go. What a miracle, what a sign, what a wonder. What am I trying to say this morning? That no matter how much you have been on traffic of life, whatever traffic is that held you for a long time, that this morning, Jesus is here. That this morning, the game changer is here. That this morning, God wants to say to you, please, it's not yet over. It's not yet over. That it delay is not denial. I'm, ref- I'm not refusing, but I am working on things. I'm working on time. And when his time come, his time is the best. He made all things beautiful at his own time. When it happens, it is perfect. The Bible says at the fullness of the time, God sent his son. Make all things beautiful. It brings things all together. And I believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly in your life this morning as we pray together. Can we just pray together, please? Can we stand up together? I just, I would like to pray for some people this morning. Maybe you would like to come out. Maybe you're feeling in yourself that you're trapped somewhere. You're feeling that this has delayed, this has tarried. I just want to join my feet with your feet and pray and believe God for a miracle this morning. Or maybe you want to come out, you want to raise your hand up. I just pray over you this morning. 
It might be a protracted illness like that of Lazarus. And it's been day and day and every day you're talking about it. It might be, I don't know, situations in life. And you just need it. Let's just pray together and believe God. He's able to do things this morning. Maybe you'd like to come out or raise up your hand. Yes, thank you for raising up your hand. Yes, raise up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, we want to thank you. Because you love us. You care for us. Lord, there are situations that we don't know what to do and how to handle. But you are in charge. You are in control. You know how to do it. You know what to do. Thank you, Father. Lord, it has defied our strength. It has defied our energy. It has defied our wisdom. But it cannot defy your power and wisdom. Therefore, Lord, I pray this morning, Lord Jehovah, Father, as many that are lifted up, their hands that are lifted up, whatever situation in their life, Whatever situation, circumstances in their life that had tarried and delayed, Jehovah Eshadah, I am asking in the name of Jesus that Jesus, you will come in now. And I command the Lazarus to come out now. Come back life now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you break forth into their life, break forth into their families, into their finances, into their health, Lord. Break forth this morning. Lord, you're a game changer. Lord, you're a game changer. We ask, O oh God, for your healing. We ask for your breakthrough. We ask for, O oh God, an intervention now. Jehovah, when you show up, even when, Ma, when Mary and Martha was complaining, you know what to do. You are the resurrection. You are the life. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that life will come back now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, strengthen us. Lord, encourage us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Sam, thank you so much, my friend. Outstanding. Uh, if you'd like to receive prayer, more prayer this morning, just come to the front. The team will be uh, glad to pray with you, talk with you. For now, we're done. Tea and coffee will be served. Don't forget, tonight, you are all invited. We're going to have other pastors with us. We're going to be sharing so much of what God is doing right across West Africa. So some exciting things to get behind. So hope to see many of you here tonight. Thank you very much.